Star D has been a little spotty. My what? We we just ended the uh, the first Death Star D lockout. Oh yeah. I don't know if you guys were aware that a lockout was in process, but we ended it. We resolved it. The terms. 2013's been rough on DSD. <laughs> we reached a uh, collective bargaining agreement, so hopefully we can move on from this. The scary thing, though, is it only it only takes us through another three months. <laughs> it was a little short sighted. I'm not gonna. I'm I'm gonna be honest. But hey, we got the we got the players back in the game. That's what matters, right here, right now. We're giving the fans what they want. Giving the people what they want. And we have a live audience tonight. Is your wife hanging out? She couldn't leave the room because she's on crutches. So she's, she's stuck. She's hanging out with us. Nice. She's going to be the producer. She's going to hand me notes. Hey, tell her to feel free to step in as soon as my kids start flipping out. <laughs> we'll she be. knows what I'd say. <laughs> you guys are in tune. So let's jump right in, you guys. Uh, guess what was just announced tonight? The schedule. The sketch. Because I was watching True Blue, baby. Oh, did you see it? Yeah, I don't watch True Blue very often, but I did today. So, Jerry, what do you think about it? Oh, it sounds pretty rough. At least big names. You know, some of them aren't as good as they have been in the past, but that sounds, there's a couple murder, murderers row in there, you know? Trav, have you seen this thing? I have not. So let me run it down real quick. At Virginia, then Texas, then by, then Utah, then Middle Tennessee State, so that's three home games in a row, then we go at Utah State. Then we come back and play Georgia Tech at home. Then we go at Houston, come back, Boise State. Then we have a bye. Then at Wisconsin, home for Idaho State, at Notre Dame, and then at Nevada. Yeesh. Yeah. And some of those programs are down. Like, I think, I think uh, didn't Houston have a really rough year? Yeah, Houston's not so great. Because, like, you know, some of those teams are, are working on, like, past laurels with me. Like, I, I saw Houston, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And I remembered, like, two years ago when they were 11-1. But Yeah, Case Keenum is long gone, my friend. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, Texas is kind of on the up. They kind of had a rough, a rough start, but it seemed like they ended strong. And They're going to be tough. I don't, I don't know much about Virginia. 
Texas Texas brings back nineteen guys. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's 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 everyone's save three. Yeah. Unless you you know, maybe maybe you count kickers and punters in that too, you know, so maybe it's less. Yeah, I don't know. So how about this? How about let's do a uh, a way too early 2013 season prediction? Okay. Just say win, just say win this or will, loss. This will be good because we're still a little bit pessimistic. Yeah. And it will kind of um, juxtapose. How do you like that word? That's Ooh, a college word. I like it. Um, maybe the way we feel in the fall when we're all like, you know, we really have national championship potential here. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I'll read down through the schedule. You tell me win or loss, both of you, okay? Okay. First, August 31st at Virginia. I'm going to go with a loss there, Adam. Are you serious? Well, I'm a little bit nervous about how we play at the beginning of the year on the road in in a big place, you know? Uh, fair enough. Trisbone? I think I think Trevor went on a sales call. Oh, is he gone? I don't know. I don't know where he is. Ask Becky what she thinks. Loss. <laughs> Becky says loss. I'm just listening to, the, uh, to what Chris's daughter thinks. The what? To what my kid? Here, just a second. Here, she loves talking on the phone. Can you say hello? Can you say hello? <laughs> I don't know what she wants. Well, hey, let that... me tell you something. At Virginia, two touchdown wins. Okay, I like it. I also think win. So what about we come home September 7th, Texas? Adam, I'm going to go with a loss. Trevor? Yeah, about a 10 to 14 point win. Win? Oh my gosh. Just stop it. Shut up, Trevor. We're not even going to talk to you anymore. <laughs> what? What's wrong with that? Texas is down. We're up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Texas lost. Utah? Adam? I'm going to go with an 0-3 start for this year. Oh, oh. no. Oh, Jairus, no. <laughs> I'm sick of predicting we'll win that game. It's so heart-wrenching when we lose. I'm never going to pick us to win that game again. <laughs> Prove me wrong, BYU. And, that, and that'll make it better? You'll just feel better if you predict a loss? Exactly. <laughs> so this is the year that we finally win big. Like, big. <laughs> For those of you at home who can't see, I just played that exact clip from when Trevor said it later, earlier in the year, in 2012. So. <laughs> Wait, but, what clip? I'm just saying that's exactly what you said in 2012. That we're going to win big? Yeah. No, that's exactly what you said. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually think we're going to win. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> so there's that. Okay, Middle Tennessee State at home. Adam, I'm going to go with a win. Our first win of the season in Jairus's world. Yep. You guys aren't you guys aren't going as quickly as I want you to go. Oh, big win, top fifteen ranking by this point. Keep going. <laughs> okay, at Utah State. Squeaker. I think we can do it. Squeaker. I think win. we're gonna win. Top yeah, twelve. I think win. Georgia Tech. Oh, I think we're gonna win. 
That's at home, right? That is at home. Oh, yeah, we win big. Yeah, I think we win that one, too. Houston. I, I sure hope we win. So oh, I'm gonna say, I think we win. I think we beat Houston. Here's the deal. This is the stretch of our schedule where we gain our confidence back. And we and we start talking about national rankings and maybe how we got snubbed and and about how we blah 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 blah. And who who's next? Where when when does our next? We just not we're not getting our our mojo back and got snubbed because we're at this point we're we're undefeated. <laughs> we're like top ten. Okay, I forgot. Sorry. Blow out Houston. So this is two thousand eight. Okay. Um. But then Boise State after Houston at home. Oh man, payback's a B, Boise. <laughs> we win yeah. seven. We're gonna win too. <laughs> we win. <laughs> it's the revenge game. This time we win seven to six. Mm-hmm. I think we win that one. Okay, then we got to buy. Then we play at Wisconsin. I have to think that Gary Anderson shows us the old boot. Puts it right in our hindquarters. Think so? Yeah, I do. Gary Anderson ain't got nothing on Bronco. Do you he remember that one time? Do you remember when he stopped us on fourth down and he like comes off the sideline just these like like I don't know if I like envisioned and, and like made him have bicep muscles, but he has these just bicep muscles and he's like chest bumping people. Jerry, just stop. Remember when he tried to he had his best season that the schools like ever had, and they still couldn't beat BYU, even though we had our backup quarterback who we refused to let throw the ball. <laughs> That's true. BYU yeah. by seventeen, we Trevor were top seven. Okay, top seven. Okay, going into the Idaho State game. Yeah, we win that one by about forty and drop a couple spots. <laughs> <laughs> is is that one? Is that one in the Holt Arena? <laughs> that was in Pocatello. Oh man, if the zebras are. <laughs> Against us, though, it could always be trouble. <laughs> and then uh, Notre Dame. <sighs> I really was just trying to get a Manti Teo girlfriend joke in, but I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, we clearly win that game. How many picks did we throw? I think we will. I think we can win that. You know what? Uh, you know that. Their magic is over. They're only allowed one magical season per generation. Yep, and this year is our year. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling it. I think we lose. I think we lose in South Bend again. Oh, you are just such a pessimist. There's no way we lose that game. Shut no up. Way. I'm not even taking you serious right now. What about at Nevada? You know, Trevor, if we're ever going to get media credentials to some of these games, you got to start acting like a journalist. Oh, uh, doesn't Patrick Kinahan have uh, credentials? <laughs> Are you saying he doesn't act like a journalist? He doesn't act like an adult. Whoa, PK Burns! Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired. Hey, PK? You guys should start a Twitter battle. I think that's how, that's like how all the rappers get crit. You know, they kind of pick a battle and keep it going. Hey, that's Can just. You- that's just a shot across the bow. Make sure that Trevor PK knows that Trevor exists. Suck it! <laughs> and then finally, at Nevada, we win or lose? Oh, I think we're going to win. We're going to kill those kids. Top four BCS playoff we're in. <laughs> 
Guys, I see three losses on our schedule next year. Is that does that make me crazy? No, I mean it doesn't make you crazy to see three. It makes you crazy that you only see three. <laughs> oh, I see a max of a max of zero losses. Can you mute him? <laughs> <laughs> He's just mocking us. Maximum <laughs> zero losses. <laughs> max. At max. Yeah. I mean, if everything goes well, we'll go undefeated. So you're this? saying, the you're saying. Way, how about this? The only way we lose is if we beat ourselves by throwing interceptions to the other team and uh, letting their defense score than both of our offensives combined. If I understand you right, Trevor, you're saying that if we play enough, I mean, our, our, our max is zero losses. So if we play enough, they might take losses away from other seasons. If things, like, that's if, like, things go bad. You know, you're going to have those down games. So if you have a couple of those on the road, you know, young quarterback, you know, you might have no losses. <laughs> <laughs> but if we if we play to our potential, I mean they'll start they'll start taking losses away from last year. They'll they'll start rewatching last year's games and giving us the win. Well, extra credit. Yeah. That's I like your one. thinking. I like your thinking. I say three losses next year. Or this year. I'm going out on it. Way oh, too okay. early predictions. And then who do we play in our bowl game? I don't know, Tulsa or something. Okay, sweet. <laughs> what? Well, one versus four, we'll play Alabama. We'll beat them. <laughs> then we'll be in the title game. And we'll beat um, probably like Ohio State. Oh, who do I root for in that situation? BYU or Ohio State? Seriously. Uh, I have a hard enough time when they play Notre Dame. Hey, can we talk about some basketball? <laughs> Realistically, though. Realistically, okay. if we have an eight and four season, I think that's probably a win for us. I think so. Yeah, I I, I'd so be too. I'd be happy with that. Even though I I seriously three losses. How nine, about this? Nine and three. this? Listen, listen. You rather have an eight and four season with a loss to Utah, or a seven and five with a win at Utah or versus Utah? Beat Utah. Yeah, I would Beat. take the latter. Even if, yeah, I guess so. Okay, Jarius, let's talk about oops, man. Man, you know, I think we had a big reality check, didn't we? I didn't. What? <laughs> Adam never has reality checks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like one of those things that, like, I, you know, I remember watching that Gonzaga game, and the whole time I'm just like. <laughs> What, what else did I expect? Gonzaga's a top 10 team, and we went into the season thinking we would maybe not make it to the tournament. You know, like, like why am I frustrated by how we're playing right now? Here was my, here was my experience watching the Gonzaga, BYU-Gonzaga. For those of you who don't know, we got blown out by 20 points on national TV. Um, my wife and I were watching it, and... I was. I told her, "Listen, I'm not gonna get mad. I'm not gonna get frustrated. I'm not gonna yell at the TV because I know we're gonna lose this game. I'm watching for entertainment value, you know. Just because I'm a BYU fan, I'm watching. But I have no expectations to even play well. I mean, we we all knew what was gonna happen before the game even started. Davies was gonna struggle. Carlino's gonna force it. 
Gonzaga's going to get easy buckets, yada, yada, yada. And exactly that, that exactly happened. What I didn't expect was Haas to be so bottled up. I mean, Haas, not only did he not score any points, but he was making bad decisions and he was taking bad shots. And that was disappointing to me. The other stuff, the other loss, that was totally expected for me. Well, don't we, you know, I guess the thing is, I just want to, like, remind me, help help me out. When was the last time we went in and beat a team? Okay, San Diego State a couple years ago, but I don't know. I just wanted to play well, and it was just frustrating that we didn't. Well, here's you what. Know, and you could see the frustration on their faces that they wanted to start fights and stuff. You know what I mean? And Dave Rose was blowing his top. And it just kind of, like... Ah, oh, it was, it just really brought me down and you know my kids were being naughty that night and it was late and I was tired and watching that I was so I just got I was so frustrated that I just I couldn't be consoled. Here's the thing. Here's here's why I took it I I wasn't so frustrated is because we our our team will never be able to beat a team like Gonzaga ever. I mean, the team that we have right now just will not beat those teams. We don't have the talent. We don't have the guys. We've got two really good players on our team, Brandon Davies and Tyler Haas. And we got a so-so player in Matt Carlino, who can be a good player, but most of the time he's just so-so. And the rest of our guys, they're just scrubs. They're walk-ons, they're transfers, they're, they're white guy scrubs. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just don't have the talent. I mean, then that's what it comes down to. And the whole day leading up to the game, I'm thinking to myself, okay, Adam, there are big games, like the St. Mary's game. That was a big game. And then there are unwinnable games. So, and and the Gonzaga game, that was just unwinnable. I mean, there's no way we're going to beat these guys. And that, you know, it's it's the reality. And you've just got you can't get mad at our guys. You can't get mad at Dave Rose because the talent isn't there. I mean, it's just it's simply not. I mean, maybe you can get mad because there is no talent. That he lost, missed on some recruits, or you know, had some recruiting class troubles or whatever. But we're we're, we're just not going to beat these guys. St. Mary's, however, that's a team we should beat. How about that game, man? Holy oh. crap! You know, it's just sad that we haven't been recording because there are so many big stories that we missed, and one of them is that St. Mary's game. And I'll tell you, man, I still look back on that thing, and there's just a hole in my heart. Well, you know, I wish I would have had your seats for that game. You know, like like that happened right in front of your face, and then you watched, <laughs> yeah. then you got to watch like the the St. Mary's bench clear. You know, it was just like, yep. Oh, it was so. Yeah, it I, was so. It was so rough. It's like you you didn't even know it was happening. You know, it, it happened too fast. They were just like, "What? Yeah. No, really? No." Yeah, and I've seen I've seen camera angles of the cameras focused just on the BYU bench. BYU bench going nuts after Tyler Haas gets that go-ahead bucket, and then they're just, the the camera's just on the bench. They're going crazy. They're jumping around. They're celebrating, and then all of a sudden they're dead. Yeah, they just die. 
That is that is a freaking shot. You know, you know what's cool about that though. Like maybe we don't make the tournament because of that game, but it's cool to have been a a part of that game. Oh man, you know I don't want to be on the other side of that thing. Oh, I'd love to be on the other side, but have you ever seen live a buzzer beater? No. Go in, but I've seen a buzzer beater not go in. I can't remember. That's a good question. And so it was really cool to be. I mean, I, I wish I had a, either a, a non-rooting interest or a, an opposite interest, you know. Exact, but it was kind of cool to be. Let's oh, party here. <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of cool to be in that in that arena, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if cool is the word I would use to describe, but yeah, if if I I, I agree with you, if I wasn't rooting for either team, then I would I, mean, those, I would enjoy those it. Those are the games that that like if that happened in the tournament, you would talk about it twenty years later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where even if if you didn't even know the teams, oh man, remember that game? And it just sucks that it went it didn't go our way, but it was still. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. On your on your. Um, on your live game bingo, that's like a watch a buzzer beater check. Yeah. Well, so BYU lost to St. Mary's, lost to Gonzaga, beat Portland. We got Pepperdine, Santa Clara. What? Whoop de doo. I, I know. I'm just, I'm just talking. So the upcoming games: Pepperdine, Santa Clara, San Diego, San Francisco, Portland again, Utah State. So the next, what, one, two, three, four, five, six games, we should be favored to win. So maybe we'll pick up a little more momentum by the time we play St. Mary's again. I'd love to go beat one of those guys at their house. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) My wife's just shaking her head. (laughs) It's not on my side. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Prove it. <laughs> anyway, so guys, is this a tournament team? How do we feel about our tournament chances? No, we're not a tournament team. No, we aren't. No. And you know what's nice about that? I don't have to stay up late one Wednesday night and watch us lose. <laughs> <laughs> I can just enjoy the tournament, or I don't have to sit there and give my kids some meaningless assignment while I pull it up on the iPad. <laughs> this is this is significant, you guys. This is the first time in six years that we haven't made the tournament. Dave Rose has made the tournament every year but one, his very first year. Now, I guess I'm assuming that we're not going to make the tournament, but I don't know. That's kind of significant. I think it's significant just because that's not going to hang your hat on. Like, being one of the 64 best teams is very important to me, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and... And it does kind of just, it feels pretty hollow not to make it where you just kind of primed like you deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, Here's you know. Here's a question for you real quick. Okay. How would we be doing in the Mountain West right now? Oh, not well. Not well at all. I think we'd yeah. be, we'd be behind Colorado State. We might even be behind Wyoming. Wyoming's got a pretty good team. How about Wyoming beating San Diego State? I've never been more proud in my life. 
we've, we've all got a little soft spot in our heart for the old cow pokes. The old pokes. <laughs> W-Y-O, brown and gold. <laughs> but honestly, I haven't been following the Mountain West very much. I don't know. I just see that they've got three teams ranked, I think, or something. Yeah, something. Anyway. Hey, here's a question for you. Uh, can we talk a little bit about our bud, K Taylor? Yeah. Why don't you break the news for us, Jerry Bones? That guy, man. Kate Taylor, our best friend and fan of Death Star D, won a video-making contest. He's a filmographer or a cinematographer, however you say it. And he made a commercial for Doritos Incorporated, Frito-Lay, um, a sister company. And they're sending him to the Super Bowl on an all-expense-paid trip, buffets, golfing. Parties. Tickets, parties. Party like every two minutes on his itinerary. But I heard they're getting prostitutes. Whoa. Jesus. <laughs> it's just what I heard. <laughs> wow. I don't know if it's true. Wow, yes. indeed. So we officially know somebody that's going to the Super Bowl. Free, yeah. free of charge. Yeah. And for free, yeah, and for free. And probably, I, my guess is he has decent seats. Yeah, I bet so. I mean, I just think that's so cool. Yeah, that's kind of like a sports fan bucket list kind of thing. It's more than a bucket. I wouldn't even put that on my bucket list because I just wouldn't think it was possible. Yeah, that's true. Here's a question for you guys. The Super Bowl is on Sunday. Would you go? Yeah. you kidding me? I think I would go, yeah. Hmm, that's interesting that you guys say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch it. What's the difference? Prostitutes. <laughs> I probably wouldn't do that on Sunday. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, gosh, guys. Well, hey, guys, good to be one back. More thing. One more thing. Okay. What about this Manti Teo? I mean, I know it's been shot to death, but can we just can we just all say it was bizarre? Can we just can I just get the satisfaction oh, to say weird. it is a weird story? <laughs> I mean, isn't that the craziest thing? He's either gay or he's like the biggest idiot ever. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I find it hard to find a place between despicable, disgusting liar. And complete and total moron, idiot, dumb. You know what I mean? It's hard. It's yeah. hard. It's hard for me to find a place in the middle of those two extremes. Yeah, it really is. Oh god, it's just such a crazy thing. And and you know what? I finally had to just accept that he doesn't fit the mold of what I think an athlete is. You know what I mean? Like maybe he is just a really weird introverted. You know, non, not very social, kind of socially awkward. Maybe he's just like, just had all the talent in the world, and 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 I don't, you know what I mean? I that's the only way I can see it is if he's just almost crippled by how socially weird he is. 
that he was able to just like feed right into this. Well, I mean, he, he lied to his parents, you know, I mean, he lied, I, I he lied to his coaches. I just, you'd see, you'd, you'd think that there would be at least a few people that he confided in, you know, like, Hey, I've actually never even met this girl. I don't know. You know, it just seems fishy to me. His parents thought that he was on, you know, on the other side of the island, meeting with her when he would visit home in Hawaii. I don't know. It just this seems strange. I'm not going to pretend like I know what's going on. It just seems strange to me. Could you imagine if he went to BYU? I guess it wouldn't be a national story. I quite on the same level. Like it might make it to the national story, but. And this is Notre Dame. This is a national championship contender. This is... So, guy finished second in the Heisman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. As a defensive player, you know, like... Oh, how weird. Just put this in perspective. I can't remember, Jairus, if it was you or Ross. I think it was Ross that was comparing this situation to, you know... What if... What if... We found out that uh, Jimmer's girlfriend was a... That Whitney was a figment. Yeah, that Whitney didn't exist. That You know, that... But even more so, because yeah. there was the whole death story, you know, the whole sympathy, inspirational thing. I don't know. I guess just think of an athlete on the caliber of Jimmer. It'd almost be like if all of Jimmer's threes actually didn't go in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. None of those threes, yeah, none of those threes like, went in. Like he used some kind of camera trick or something to fool us all. <laughs> yeah, I actually can't shoot. <laughs> well, you know, maybe what it would be like is if his brother didn't exist. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah, that's in fact that's I was saying yeah, that. Like, like what if the whole didn't exist, the contract didn't exist. Yeah, the contract story was all made up. Yeah, and it was just Jimmer like No, guys, look, I'm just I'm just good. <laughs> <laughs> the news broke. The news broke that Jimmer doesn't even have an older brother. This is just some deadbeat that he's friends with back in Glens Falls. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Don't talk about Jimmer like that. <laughs> or TJ. I'm sorry. Sorry to TJ. Yeah. TJ, you're my dog. Jimmer, by the uh, way, Jimmer was playing pretty well in the old uh, Kings. The end. The National Football Association or Basketball Association. Did you? Jimmer needs off the Kings. Did you hear that? Uh, well, of course you heard. They're moving back to Seattle. Yeah, that's kind of cool, right? I uh, man, I would be ecstatic if I was a Kings player. I mean, Sacramento's lame. Sacramento is way lame. Is Sacramento less lame than Salt Lake, though? No way. Salt Lake's way cooler than Sacramento. Like, I mean, I, yeah, to you, but like, you know, so let's say somebody's growing up in Dallas, Texas. Is Salt Lake City more or less lame than Sacramento? Well, Trevor, yeah. Trevor, you tell us. Have you been to Sacramento? I've drove through it, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty lame. Okay. Really Salt Lake's pretty cool. I mean, like, there's stuff, like, you can ski in Salt Lake, there's stuff to do. Sacramento's seriously just lame. Just saying. Huh? All right. What um, else do we have to say? Go, this has been We're good. just, you know, we're just really 
grasping at straws here. I'm not. Basketball's down. Football's depressing. We still don't have half a coaching staff. Um, I heard that Ty Detmer is going to ride Andy Reid into Provo, and they're both going to start coaching at BYU. Hey, he's, let's he's, talk a little bit more. Can we have a reality TV series? I want to get Kate in on this. I want you to go through the process of applying for that open position, coaching position on BYU's website. <laughs> and I want you to deliver, hand deliver the application. Um, I'm Adam Austin. I've been a big fan. Here are my coaching <laughs> credentials. Um, just unfold that sticky note. No, and, um, that's actually what, a good... I, this is what I was thinking about. Like, what if we actually did apply for that job? What would you put as qualifications? Seriously. I, you know, I'd probably, uh, right before I took, right before I uh, did it, I'd probably go through like a couple dynasty seasons of NCAA 2010. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, coach, my, coach my team up and... And you know, well, you know, I've had three straight eleven win seasons in NCAA. I made it to the Holiday Bowl, and I, I got I was so good that they invited me to join the Pac twelve, which is something the fans really want. I can deliver on that. You take like actual screenshots. Uh, this is the trophy we rant on. <laughs> I created a player that was so good. <laughs> and and he, then I recruited him. He had 76 agility when I started. And 76 bumped up. agility. <laughs> uh, it'd, be, it'd be fun to try to invent qualifications for a job like that. Well, let's say let's say that your long term goal. Let's say that you had a really so maybe Trevor could do it because he actually played. Trevor, let's say you had a long term goal to play a coach at BYU. Do you think if you threw your entire life at it, you could get anywhere close to a Division One coaching position? Like you know, not, I'm not even talking about head coach or offensive coordinator, but anything. I can do anything I set my mind to. <laughs> That's the spirit. You know, actually, this guy that I played high school football with wasn't any good. I don't think he ever started a single game. He might not have even ever got into a, a single game. And just in college, he became a graduate assistant or an assistant, like unpaid or something at Oregon State. And Was then his name was... Jason Zelstra? <laughs> no. But, um, Delstra? Delstra, that's what it is. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to mix him with Brock. Next thing I know, he's an assistant coach at LSU. Whoa. What? Yeah. You think he could no. get you on? Not like a big assistant coach, but like a, just kind of a position coach. He wears like sweatpants and stands on the sidelines. Well, he's totally on the team. Hmm. Um, team but. Have you guys ever heard of the Dan plan? Like Dan Nelson? No. Okay. It's a guy who has, uh, th- there's like a theory that if you spend 10,000 hours 
of practice. Oh, I think I've heard this, yeah. On something that you can be a professional, anything you want. So what is it? It's the, so this guy, his name is Dan. He's an accountant. And he read this uh, study that said that theorized that if you spend 10,000 hours practicing something, anything, you, then you can be a professional. Yeah, it comes from Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers. Well, that's what kind of made it popular, but... Really? Yeah. Anyway, he, um, he gave up his job as an accountant no, no, no. and decided to golf. He's, he's golfing, and he's going to golf for a total of 10,000 hours. And his goal is to join the PGA Tour. You can PGA fo- or LPGA? PGA. Okay. That's funny. But you can follow it's the danplan.com. It's really it's really interesting actually. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is maybe if you spend ten thousand hours coaching, you can be the next Nick Saban. Oh my goodness. So this guy who I played high school football with. Mm-hmm. He is now the tight ends coach at at Montana. That seems a step down, but... He coached at... for the 49ers. And he was at Colgate. It's like, he's like a legit coach. Yeah. He was some, like, Asian guy who was terrible at football. (laughs) Did you have to say that he was Asian? Yeah, all of a sudden I just have all those like <laughs> affirmative action things going through my mind. Well, I uh, he actually won a, a a fellowship with the Detroit Lions, a, a minority fellowship. But um, he, the reason that I mentioned he's Asian is because I just saw a picture of him. He looks way more Asian than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> of course. You really have to play that. You play that down when you're in high school. You play that up when you're trying to get minority fellowships. Has he had some Asian augmentation? <laughs> he looks like, um, I don't know, like Bruce Lee or something. With or without a shirt on. <laughs> no, it's like if, if Bruce Lee mixed with Jackie Chan and wore a suit and tie. That's what the picture looks like. Wait, where is the line between <laughs> Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan? Both of them are like... Super in-shaped karate men. You... No, if you merge their faces and then just, just took a picture of their face while his lower extremities are like karate chopping. Got it. He's like, he's like a cross between Jackie Chan, uh, Mr. Namaguchi, uh, Jeremy Lin, Mr. Miyagi. Um, the guy who teaches the three ninjas their moves. <laughs> You know, someday we should just have a whole podcast where you just, we'll play a game and it'll just be called Obscure Reference. (laughs) And we just go on until you can't name any more obscure references. By the way, Three Ninjas was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Oh man, Colt. I was so annoyed with Colt all the time. (laughs) I just, the only thing I remember about that is they... Those guys like break into their house and they throw CDs at them. Uh, duh, it works. Yeah, that was a great am, movie. Am I confusing that show with Surf Ninjas though? I was just gonna say Surf, Surf Ninjas. Ninjas is best. 
Surf Ninjas, good times. Oh, jeez. Hey, do you guys, I want to keep going on this obscure reference and also with this ninja thing. Do you guys... Do you guys remember, like, when when uh, Ninja Turtles were all big? We're all what? I had a buddy. Well, like, all the rage. Oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely. I had a buddy that went to the Ninja Turtles concert, and he came back with a Ninja Turtles tape. And there was, like, it was full of songs sung by these Ninja Turtles. One was called, We're Coming Out of Our Shells. <laughs> And it was kind of this, like, boys to many type, like, R&B soul song. <laughs> it's funny. I was just thinking about Ninja Rap by Vanilla Ice the other day. Ninja. 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 You're doing the dance move right now, aren't you? <laughs> Bebop and rock steady. <laughs> Oh, oh, good times, guys. Uh, and you give me some like late '80s, early '90s movies, and I'm just a happy man. <laughs> you know, my brother, my brother's. You know, he's in the dating scene. I'm trying to get him married and everything. He took a girl named April out for a date, and he's like, "What should we do?" And I was like, "Oh, take her to the Leonardo." And I thought it was like the funniest thing, but he's like, "Well, I don't get it." I was like, come on, man. Yeah, your brother's kind of slow sometimes. I was like, dress her up in a yellow jumpsuit, <laughs> take her to the Leonardo. Man, do you remember the Foot Clan? Those guys were mean. The I mean, Foot. Do you remember how the overly dramatic the first movie was? Like, it was trying to be a legit movie, I think. Well, I think it was a legit movie. Yeah, seriously. April and his and her troubled nephew who joins the Foot Clan. Casey Jones out there with his hockey stick regulating. Raph, Raphael gets all dramatic and he, he leaves the group. He inner demons. That yeah. guy oh, yeah. has inner mad. demons, man. And he's, Le- all he's all mad. Leonardo spends, Leonardo spends like two weeks by his side when he's recovering from his sneak attack. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, you know what my favorite part about that was? <laughs> When uh, the story of Splinter and how he got his moves, he was like in the cage, like as a rat, like before he mutated into a into a full rat, he was like in the cage, and somehow, even though he hadn't mutated, his brain had mutated to like make him yeah do movements just like a human would. Yeah, he was practicing his karate, and then yes, let's say. And that's when he saw his arch nemesis, Orokusaki. Oh, friggin' Orokusaki. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I love those Ninja Turtle movies. <laughs> Did you guys ever play the Ninja Turtles uh, Nintendo game? Are you kidding? I lived <laughs> on that thing, man. <laughs> that was awesome. The freaking underwater level that was impossible. Yeah, or you could be out there with bow staff, rocking suckers, or use your nunchucks. <laughs> what? Am I thinking of that or the X Men game? Like, was it one of those that like you walk down the street and like all the bad guys would all of a sudden just like break out of windows and you'd have to break them down? Yeah, so that was that was um, the arcade game of Ninja Turtles. It didn't, oh, okay. it didn't come to Nintendo till later. Okay, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. <sighs> 
good time. I'm not sure. You know, we we had a pretty good podcast at 25 minutes. <laughs> and then we just rolled. And then we just decided, hey, we're going to spend the next 20 minutes talking about Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It's good times, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. You know, you know what I've always wanted, and I want to know. Maybe you need a degree in history or whatever. One of my favorite shows to watch on MTV is like Remember the '80s, Remember the '90s, or something. But they always have these people on there that are like pop culture experts. Like, what yes. is? How do you do that? Like, I feel like I could be one of those guys. I watch a lot of TV. We could do that. You know I mean, what? I, like, Jarris, you know what I watched recently? Uh, nope. It was a documentary on. The NWO, New New New, new World mouth. Order. Yep. Oh. New 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 World Order. Gosh dang it! I love wrestling. <laughs> oh man. Okay, guys. Seriously though, I got to wrap it up. We'll talk about wrestling another time. Let's keep talking about New World Order. No, another time. All right. Hey. Do you have the the whole Hogan song you can play for the intro and the exit? I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> oh, see, I thought you were talking about I am a real American. <laughs> no, no, no. I want his NWO intro. You want his okay, NWO intro. I got you. Come out playing the belt. <laughs> <laughs> For life. For life. Oh, thank you for that, Trevor. Oh. Too sweet! Is anything as cool as this going on right now? Like, what are the kids talking about now? Like, what are the big things they're going to remember? Is it... I just think, like, everything right now is lame. Except for the Bachelor. They're talking about their Pokemon and their Beanie Babies. Yeah, probably. Anyway, go ahead and cut us off. I'm done. Okay. Happy episode 55. Hey, wait, wait, let me have my kids sign us off. Can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Say I love you. Yeah. Say it in the phone. Say I love you. Yeah. Does that work? I love it. Okay. Hey, can I, uh, can I take us out with a little Disco Inferno's uh, theme song? <laughs> we oh, had this please. cute ending with this little girl. Okay, go ahead.
Oh, oh, oh.